on our first anniversary. After a few too many old fashions, I asked my husband if he regretted marrying me. I wouldn't exactly call it regret, he said. He spent the next 20 minutes trying to explain his answer, but I didn't hear any of it. I was certain this signaled the end of my marriage, so I gave up mixing cocktails and started panic drinking whiskey, then cried myself to sleep. The next morning, with clearer but throbbing heads, he apologized, and I promised to try harder. Kyle had been eager to settle into the routine of married life. I thought I wanted that, too, but early on we both started to sense that I was more suited to the spontaneity and autonomy that dating seriously allowed. We met in our late 20s, after we'd both made our way back to Kansas City, me from a decade in Brooklyn, and him from 18 months teaching English in Korea. By the end of our first date, we'd planned our next three, and I quickly learned he showed his love by cooking elaborate meals and burning mix CDs well beyond the time that was a thing. Two years later, we exchanged vows at a very 2012 barn party. But not long after we said I do, I began to panic about the fact that I'd just committed the rest of my life to someone who wanted to know my plan for the evening, for the weekend, for his next trip to Costco. That's a reasonable expectation in most relationships. But the problem, as my new groom saw it anyway, was that there weren't any plans. For as long as I can remember, I ate when I was so hungry it hurt and stumbled into bed when I could no longer keep my eyes open. The only thing I'd ever bought in bulk was my favorite red lipstick once I learned it was being discontinued. Before Kyle, my life had mostly been a series of false starts the perfect job, the perfect apartment, the perfect guy. Eventually, they all began to feel like an itchy sweater I was desperate to take off, so I'd make some sweeping change and start over. Kyle was more like a favorite sweatshirt that got a little too tight after marriage. He'd ask questions I couldn't answer, like, how can you spend three hours arguing with Republicans on Facebook, but you won't hang out with your husband for 15 minutes, and why don't you ever come to bed with me? I pulled a blanket over my head when he tried to talk about money, and pulled away when he wanted to talk about our relationship. Nothing he was asking for was objectively unattainable. I just couldn't quite seem to attain it. And every few weeks, he'd send me some article that boiled down to what I'd heard from teachers, self-help audiobooks, and bosses my whole life. You're not trying hard enough. I didn't want to lose him, and not just because he made sure I ate at least one real meal a day. So I skimmed most of the articles he sent, doubled my caffeine intake, and became overly dependent on calendar reminders. I made a budget spreadsheet I compulsively updated for about a month and set notifications for everything, including check-in with Kyle on weekdays to discuss our plans, or lack thereof, for the evening. And most days I did check in. Until I stopped. After our worst fights, I'd cry in the shower, wondering how many more times I could mess up before he'd divorce me. Because no matter how hard I tried, I somehow always found a way to self-destruct. When I got pregnant a few years later, I decided something had to change. This kid wasn't choosing to have me as a mother, so I turned all of my attention to preparing for the baby. I joined Facebook groups with people who worried way too much about soft cheese and stretch marks, and I amassed piles of parenting books I believed I'd someday read. Save for a rough start to breastfeeding and some undiagnosed postpartum anxiety, the first year of motherhood was much smoother than the first year of marriage. Kyle and I were so in love with our son, Teddy, that we put our relationship problems on the back burner. I became militant about baby sleep schedules and mealtimes, and even kept up with washing and putting away miniature clothes for 12 whole months. I was shockingly content giving my full self to this tiny human 
who relied on me for everything and never demanded to have a serious talk about money or asked if I'd given any thought to dinner. Shortly after Teddy's first birthday, I accepted what seemed like the perfect job managing social media for a restaurant group. I was excited to leave the house in real clothes and use my brain for something other than playing peekaboo and reciting Goodnight Moon from memory. Incessant notifications and bad reviews demanded my immediate attention. It was thrilling. At home, laundry piled up, mornings were total chaos. Kyle and I started fighting again. <laughs> 